you know, I was uh, one of the funniest things I've ever seen on my on on a job site was this guy. Uh, you know, there, my company has has a truck that has like the number, and it's like bright orange. Apply now, it says on there, and people, a lot of people are like, they'll ask, they'll be like, hey, so so you guys like that's still the thing you guys are hiring? I'm like, yeah, and this guy, you know, he didn't, yeah, he didn't look. We we have some seedy people at my company, so it's not um, it's not a uh, it's not out of the realm to hire somebody with like missing teeth and just things like it just happens at, at my company, so it's no no big deal. And like the guy, I was like, yeah, if you just apply to the website, you, you can get on. Like, I'm, I'm, you know, I think we're hiring right now. It's hitting summer. And he's like, okay, cool. He's like, and what's your name? I, I, and I give him my name and I'm like, shit, he's going to put my fucking name down. And my company never doesn't really care about that, but we do get a referral bonus. So I'm like, yeah, fuck it, do it. And then all of a sudden he goes into his car and just starts smoking crack. And I was just like, <laughs> all right. I was like, uh, which is not a, I mean, as long as you test clean at the original appointment, like my company's probably like, he'll work the night shift, you know, yeah, like it's, it's okay. Yeah. He, he, he'll respond. He's up for the emergencies, you know, like, he needs the money. He absolutely needs the money. From the five to the six, we be in the mix with that rare candy paint job on the whip. I need food for the kids, money for the rent. Fuck a lockdown, baby. I can't do that shit. And I don't never vote. Cause I'm fucking broke And either way I know the police ain't gonna leave me alone On a plane by the visit Glen Rock Me crypto told me I should bring the Glock with me So I packed up my piece and I'm sliding Cause we might get caught up in a riot Middle finger Trump, middle finger Biden Fuck a left, fuck a right, is you riding? Know you love to see it, dudes rocking Ain't no politics, baby, we just talking From the birds to the bricks, we be in the mix With that rare candy paint job on the whip, who you with? So um, we've got a, a first-time guest, uh, and this is somebody. I mean, man, he's he's been on Fox News. You know what I mean? A lot of times, yeah. hey, we've had people that have been on here that then go to Fox News. Not so much with Tucker gone anymore; it doesn't happen quite as easy. But yeah. but um, but it's Jared Clickstein, um, and you you're a writer. You have a Substack. Um, we're gonna get into uh, your whole journey here for in a sec. But I just I want to like. So what is like, what made you just be like, I got to write, you know what I mean? I want to hear about, I'm, I'm obsessed with writers and authors and everything right now. So like, what made you just be like, I got to write about this. I got to tell everybody about, cause some people hide this part of their life, you know? Yeah. Uh, well, first off, I'm honored to be here. Thank you. Uh, both of you guys. Yeah. Um, Thank you. I I'd say like, you know, I, I was homeless on Skid Row and I did, I did a few tours on Skid Row or whatever. And then I ended up in New York city where I bought this book called junkie by William S. Burroughs. Oh, hell Yeah. <laughs> And I thought it was a really good book. And I used to read it on the train, like when I was going to go get heroin and I'd read it and then I'd go get heroin and then I'd get high. And then I'd like kind of fall asleep and close one of my eyes and like try to read the rest of the book. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, But what struck me was like, this book is entertaining. It's funny. And it's like, it's literally just a junkie. It's just the guy doing heroin. Oh, yeah. I, like, I, could, I think I could do that. <laughs> and um, and a few like pivotal things happened to me, like just insane stories where like in the, like where I was about to die or get murdered or something. And like, I was just like, this has, to, if I make it out of this, like I got to like tell people about it. I mean, it just seems like a pretty good story, you know? So. Yeah. And, yeah. and just go ahead and promote yourself. So I, I'm always so bad. I always do it at the end with people, but then like people stop listening at the end sometimes. So like to say it now, there's where everybody can find your, your writing and things like that. Yeah, sure. My, my Substack is just Jared Clickstein dot Substack. Uh, you can find links to it on my Twitter. My Twitter is just at Jared Clickstein. Uh, mm -hmm. I got a book coming out in 2024 called crooked smile. So that will, uh, 
hopefully be out in 2024. Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. So, yeah. I mean, this is quite interesting. We talk about this issue. I mean, mostly from my end, I work in, in the streets and in, in like downtown urban environments. So I do see a lot of homeless stuff go down. Some, some listeners of ours don't necessarily like some of the things I have to say about it, but I can only really report what I, what I see. And now, Correct me if I'm wrong. You listened to our most one of our most recent ones where we talked about uh, uh, some of the homeless stuff. And were yeah. we were we wrong? No, I thought I thought you guys were completely right. I mean, listen, you got to be compassionate for these people, but there's it, it is discompassionate to just kind of let people get like to the you know the fullest extent of their mental illness and just exert it on society. I mean, that's not fair to them. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I struggle with my own mental health a lot of times. So it's yeah. really tough. Like, like, I mean, lately it's been good, but like there have been times where I'm like, you know, I've had anxiety attacks where I'm like, I, I can't help this guy. You know what I mean? Like, I don't yeah. have an anxiety attack because of that. But it's like if I'm put in these situations, I, I just hate I hate the, you know, the word systemic gets thrown around a lot. It's like a very AOC term now, but it is a systemic failure that the fact that there are just like thriller zombies walking around everywhere. You know what I mean? It does. Yeah. It, they are everywhere. There's more of them than before. California stopped. Honestly, California for the longest time in the Bay Area, at least Santa Clara County stopped processing criminal cases like 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 uh, they would go to they would pick and choose some obviously some huge ones and stuff but there were they uh, there were like social distancing stuff in jails and jails got emptied and you know a leftist guy might go yeah based amazing and it's like not really <laughs> you know not not yeah. really I, I just i just it just isn't I, i'm here to tell you i've seen it it's not great i'm not gonna do the daily wire guy like phone shot of like all the homeless encampments it doesn't need to be said just like yeah. but but let's talk about your journey here like first off how the hell did you get homeless that's uh, yeah. I just, I, how do how do I'm, I'm sure a lot of everybody has a different story but like you seem like you got a decent head on your shoulders just from looking at you it's tough is it all just drugs oh well, th well thank you first of all um <laughs> i mean in my personal experience uh the yeah it was all drugs i mean my parents were heroin addicts um wow so that mm. kind of I was raised in Boston until I was 12 and then I was adopted by my aunt once they basically did their, their like, we're going to be homeless drug addicts now, you know, once they couldn't really hold it together. Shit. And then, um, and, and is that why I became a drug addict? I, you know, I, I don't know. I, I just, um, but it happened. And basically when it did happen, I went to UC Santa Cruz. I got into, uh, oh, say no more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but what are they? Bananas? Were they, were they banana, yeah. banana slugs? Yeah. Banana yeah. slugs. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, you know, yeah. Drugs are really normal there, but, but you know, and heroin is really big, but, but I, you know, my parents were heroin addicts. So I was like, I'm not going to touch heroin, but, uh, Oxycontin was floating around and there was just like these pills everywhere. And, uh, I got into those pills and then someone told me like, you know, those are basically heroin. And I was like, you know, already addicted. So I, I um, obviously I transferred to, to heroin and um, mm -hmm. basically, you know, because my parents are heroin addicts, my extended family didn't have a high tolerance for heroin addiction. Right. And um, in my senior year, I dropped out and um, I have an uncle in Los Angeles and he was like, I'll give you one shot. You know, I'll get you into rehab. You got health insurance. You fuck up one time. I'm never talking to you again. And um that's a very harsh way to go about it. But he just kind of, my whole family went through the ringer with my parents for a decade of trying to enable them and they just were fucking up. So uh, he gave me that one shot. I went to rehab in, in Los Angeles. I got kicked out pretty immediately because I just kept getting high. And um, I didn't really know Los Angeles, but someone was like, 
well, when you're homeless in Los Angeles, you go downtown, you go to Skid Row, and and it was uh, Occupy LA. So I, I went down to Occupy LA, which was like oh, right yeah. Skid Row, and and I and I looked like an Occupy LA person. So <laughs> <laughs> I uh, that's that's how it started. You know, I went down there. You mentioned Santa Cruz. I don't people don't know what Santa Cruz is. Like most people don't know. Like if yeah. you're not from like certain yeah. parts of California, if you're from California, you've heard of it. But like yeah. if you're if you're from like the Midwest, you don't know what it is. It It is maybe the easiest way, the easiest city to just do drugs in without people. People like know you do drugs, but they don't know like how much of a drug addict you are because everybody walks yeah. around with like Ben and Jerry's shirts and like, you know, just like Thomas Pynchon type characters with like weird furry hats walking around. Yeah. And like that guy could be a tech executive. Yeah. Like, like, yeah, exactly. like, oh, I, I moved over the hill. Like, I can't, I owe the South Bay. Oh, I can't live there anymore. You know, like, the, yeah. or he could be a junk or both. He could be a junkie or both. But you yeah. mentioned that. And then LA, there's something about these cities, right? Where it's like, there's a blurred line, especially because now, like, if you go to tech companies, some of the guys are bo- like, like almost look homeless at tech companies. Like they got hair like yes. me. They got um, they got sandals at work, you know, like just dusty ass. I mean, some of them don't shower. I mean, it's just it's yeah. a tech thing. It's very odd. Some of them don't shower. Remote work has really been doing blessing for some of these guys because yeah. uh, they, they are at least closer to the shower all day. But yeah. the you know, it's it's weird nowadays how like, you know, I bet you if this was 1950, 1960 or something you'd have stuck out more like a sore thumb in LA or any of these cities, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, but it just seems like those lines, even though like the gap between paychecks, right. is going to be sky high, way different and stuff. Like you can blend in. So it's like, tell me about occupy LA. I mean, like, did you actually like get down with it or were you just like, Oh, this is where I'll, this is where I'll, this is where I'll be. Well, um, I, w- when you're on drugs, you're not very political, you know, <laughs> you're, pretty, you're pretty concerned with drugs. Um, yeah, <laughs> so, uh, but but I did come from UC Santa Cruz. I'm like a young white kid. I I looked like I was into Occupy. So um, so I got to Occupy and, and uh, listen, Occupy like still like makes sense to me. Sure, you know, it, it makes sense. Yeah. So we, we, you know, it's, it's I'm not gonna say the hot take of like, yeah. you know, Occupy happened and then now all of a sudden it's race and gender yeah. and shit. And all, you know, actually, I yeah. like that. Actually, I like that. Wall Street has controls everything. And yeah, yeah. I love that. Yeah. yeah, actually, actually, that's cool. I've, I've, I've yeah. done some research now. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Jamie yeah. Diamond for president. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. So I, I get there and like, sure, I'm da- I, I would have probably been down with it to some extent. Um, but I was like heavily addicted to heroin and methamphetamine and uh, basically got there. And, um, you know, it was a bunch of like people during the day would go to Occupy and be protesters and camp out. And then at night they'd like go to their studio apartments that their parents paid for, and, you know, yeah. and mm-hmm. then there was like the leftovers, you know, and I was like, I was a leftover and, um, and you know, I, I got, uh, I was like a, uh, I had a, like a terrible heroin habit. So, um, so I, I'm there and I'm trying to hang out with like gutter punks and stuff and gutter punks are really like, let's, you know, beg for change, get like seven bucks and buy like a gram of weed. And, and mm-hmm. I'm not like into that. I'm into like, I need $80 and I need to buy heroin and crack and, and meth. And, <laughs> and it yeah. wasn't like uh, jiving very, very well. So at one point, like gang members moved into Occupy LA. So like Skid Row found out basically, because they were giving out like hot pockets and like, you know, sleeping bags and stuff. So the elements of Skid Row like come on to the uh, city hall and, um, they're like these South Sider Mexican gang members mm-hmm. who uh, you're basically like when you're a South Sider and you like get too addicted to drugs, they basically just kick you out and you become homeless on Skid Row. But you can like still say that you're a South Sider. So right, right. 
these guys, they they didn't really like me, obviously, because I didn't look like them, but I would steal like socks and like food and like I would steal goods and like give them presents, basically trying to get protection from them and join their like little clique. And um, I stole a laptop from one of the kids that was at Occupy LA that that (laughs) this guy didn't like. And I gave it to this guy named Youngster, who was a South Side. And he was like, and he took me downtown to Skid Row and we sold it. We got some meth and basically they accepted me. So I, I joined up with these like Southsider guys. This white boy's I, crazy. This is an HP. This is an HP. They couldn't do what I could do because they like had face tattoos. I mean, they couldn't just go into CVS and steal anything. They couldn't get, I could get into, I worked at the donation tent at Occupy LA. That's it. I'm picturing like the scene from Training Day, right? Where like yeah. the guy's like, "You got to smoke crack to be down with us." You're just like, "Cool, sounds good." Yeah, you know yeah. What I mean? yeah, yeah. Like, just <laughs> smokes all day. Hey, well, chill, save some. Yeah, yeah Jesus, yeah. Just like, I just pictured like that. Yeah, that is funny. Like it is funny how California works like that. Like it's like like it just feels like Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. Like what? Like just like just walking oh, yeah. around open world. Like just yeah, navigating <laughs> through it. So, uh, please, please go on because you're yeah. only in LA at this point. Yeah, I know you've gone to you've made your way up. To to my neck of the woods uh, uh right back up there to yeah. the bay area yeah yeah i get back up there yeah and, and it's very different up there but but you know so in la like you know occupy gets bulldozed and like everyone goes back to their studio apartments and all that and and me and like youngster and chinola and shadow and boxer are like you know left with nothing so so they they come from skid row so they kind of taught me how to do skid row so we mm-hmm. we migrate to skid row we set up camp and uh skid row was different back then there was no meth it was really just crack and heroin, and, and um, this was 2011. I think meth impedes crack sales, so there was some kind of powers that be that were like trying to keep meth off of Skid Row back then. But um, mm-hmm. we still, you know, he obviously, you know, the, the <laughs> nevertheless we persisted. Yeah, yeah well, <laughs> the Mexicans were the people to go to for the meth. So, and, and I did like meth at the time, so I, I kind of you know stuck with them and. But Skid Row back then, if you were on like the main drag of Skid Row, you couldn't leave your tent set up after like 6 a.m. The police would drive around and, mm. and um, you had to like carry your tent around. And um, that changes homelessness. I mean, that completely changes the game. Um, so we had like a whole crew. And, and if you left your shit set up, there was always someone within the group of five tents that was like watching over everyone's, everyone's stuff. And and um and then, and then during the day, we'd have to carry our tents around. So it, it was just a lot harder back then, you know? Uh, yeah. Because, uh, yeah. Insane. Insane. Now, I you you mentioned the differences between, like, just fluctuating. I think a lot of people who aren't into, like, addiction and stuff or, like, don't know addicts or just are lucky enough to not have their lives wrecked by drugs, like, they don't realize, like, yeah, you might have your, like, preferred drug, but it seems like everybody, when they, like, they 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 seem to always just get to meth at the end of it. Like meth seems yeah. to be that that like like what is it about meth? Like truly, like what like well, what what is meth like that that attracts every like kind of down on their last legs kind of drug addict? Like what is that? Like well, meth is um, meth is an adventure. I mean, meth is um, it's incredibly cheap. It's mm-hmm. an adventure. It's uh, and you're also not really homeless when you're on meth. You're just awake for yeah. Um, you know, so like. If you're, you know, you just feel less homeless because you're just like, I'm on, uh, I got shit to do. I'm because you're not sleeping. Yeah. Sleeping is when you're yeah, really yeah, reminded. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So it's an incredibly useful tool when you're homeless because it cuts down your sleep. I mean, I would, I would usually stay up seventy-two hours sleep. Yeah. 20 hours. Wow. 
So like you're just homeless less sort of. And um, <laughs> heroin addiction is incredibly boring. I mean, heroin is a boring, you've seen heroin acts like mm -hmm. you just, get sleepy yeah. and you just, you know, so meth is like, uh, just brings it up a level and it's, it's very good for doing crime. You mm -hmm. get very excited about committing crimes. So uh, it's incredibly, it's fueled to commit crimes basically. Dude, there was a guy, there was a guy at my work who's like, he was a drug addict, like pretty much for like 20 straight years and like just, just hardcore drug addict. And he was like telling me about like the glory days of like eighties meth. He was oh, like, yeah. Dude, 80, well, that, I mean, apparently every drug was at its peak in the eighties, but like, he was like, he was like eighties meth, man, just one hit, one hit and you're up for like a whole weekend, man. And I was just like, I damn it. like, you know, he's like, he wants me to like chime in. I'm like, ah, you know, that doesn't sound very good, you know, but, but, but then he's just like, yeah, he's like, it just started really getting, you know, this new, this new stuff that the kids got. It's just, it's just not hitting anymore. And I'm just like, it's just, <laughs> yeah, like it's, it's crazy, but you're right. Cause I, now the delusions, right. You'll see like a person that, and they might have like schizophrenia. They might have drug induced schizophrenia in the street. But like a lot of times I feel like a lot of the delusions and like the yelling is just not sleeping. Yeah, yeah, that, that's the number one offender. Mm -hmm. You know, you right. stay for two days, you're nuts. I mean, no matter who you are, yeah. two or three days. And uh, that guy's right. I mean, meth used to be better quality. It was made in America. You know, they used yeah. to it was like made by bikers, and they, they had the right chemicals to do it. And then the DEA has made you know certain chemicals uh, harder to get. And um, and if you just think about, it, I mean, in 2011 there was still some of the good meth. You could it was very expensive, and you know, I tried that meth, and it was it was great. And um, and you could do it and you could get high and you didn't go crazy until like the second or third day. Mm. Yeah. But as I noticed later in my, in my like using days, um, you take a hit, you're just nuts Yeah. You know, by 2015, wow. 2016. So, um, and you see it like, remember when we were kids, like there just wasn't this number of people no. screaming in the street. You know? No, we, I lived in a city with a million people population and you like in your side of town, there were like three homeless people three. and like you knew them. Like you yeah. were like that guy, like everybody, you weren't really like that scared of him. Actually, it was kind of a novelty a little bit. Like you're like, yeah. oh, that, we had a guy named Dreadlock Jimmy. Like yeah. there was just a guy like and it was just Dreadlock Jimmy. And like he was just kind of like a kind of like a legend, you know, just kind of like a. You got to do that like, in the Theo Vaughn voice. We had a guy. Yeah, let me yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dreadlock Jimmy, <laughs> man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And he was just <laughs> shopping cart. He was like definitely down on his lot, but he was just kind of, you know, did his own thing. But now it's like, you know. And, and when did you like, well, no, we, we don't want to disrupt the timeline here, but like the, the yeah, you, you see just it like exponentially, just like more and more people and like young people too. And some, yeah. some people you'll see, like you'll see, and you'll be like, oh, that guy's like 45. You're like, no, that guy's like 20. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, cause meth is, if you see what, what it does to people's faces, like the, the sores that people get and what I've, somebody explained it to me and maybe, I don't know if you've had to go through this or anything, but I'm sure you've known somebody that has, but it's like, they'll see like meth makes you so like twacked out and paranoid that like, you'll get like, say like a pimple. Right. And you'll just yeah. scratch that into like, you're like, well, I got to get rid of that. Whatever yeah. that is, I, that has to just get off my face. And then they yeah. scratch it and then they just create like a, a sieve, you know what I mean, on their face, like a huge wound. So when you see people with like meth sores, it's like, again, that's not meth giving you meth sores. That's you freaking out over some small thing on your face and scratching it off, essentially. Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, you and also you're just incredibly dirty from being homeless and doing yeah. meth and stuff. But yeah, you get a pimple and it's like and you see with meth, it's like you obsess, like you'll get into the zone for six hours and you'll get tools and, you know, you see people with mirrors and tools, homeless people picking at their face. And like, it just turns into a incredible, I mean, MRSA and staff is, Oh yeah. I've had staff 40 times, 50 times. Dude. Uh, yeah. <laughs> staff is, is big time out there.
And um, yeah, so you're right. It's like, is it, you know, it's like, is it the drug or is it really like the behavior on the Mm -hmm. drug? You know, that's super dangerous. Meth doesn't, meth is not that dangerous physically. Right. Like, I don't, you don't hear about meth overdoses. I mean, do you? Like, I don't hear about like overdoses on meth. I hear about it with fentanyl, which I, I want to talk about later. Sure. But like, sure. but like, I don't know. Do, do people actually like overdose on it? Like, oh, like, overamp. I mean, I've heard of overamping where you basically just kind of freeze for a few hours because you wow. just overamp. But meth is dangerous because like you'll jump, you'll like kill someone. Like, yeah. <laughs> you'll just mm-hmm. go nuts or you'll get into a dangerous situation. Every situation I've, you know, every time I've almost died, it wasn't from meth. It was like from some stupid mm-hmm. like hotel room I got into because I was on meth. Yeah, I mean, basically, you just don't have morals at that point. I would, I would think, yeah. like you just, it's just there's no like right from wrong kind of like the basic human stuff. Like I know people. One guy that uh, Masai knows him. I'll, I'll tell you off there, but like this guy we went to high school with, like. I used to work at a cannabis club um, when I was when it was during like the Wild West days, like medical card, like weird Dr. Jacoby guys giving you prescriptions and stuff like just the weird the 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 early days of it. And there would be we'd give out compassion grams in the morning. That's when all the homeless people would come in because they give you like a free gram of weed, like just no questions asked. You just come in like you had to have a medical car, but they would they would have one and you'd, and you'd give them, you know, just like this horrible, disgusting joint, like just just something I, I it was like damn near rose stems and yeah. and just with thorns in it and shit like it was horrible. But they would, you know, it would be it would be the it would be the the gram that they would get. But one guy I came in and it was like my old friend from high school and it was like really sobering. I was just like, this is really scary because, again, this guy looked like he had aged 10 years and two years at least. And he was not even close to the same person. And it's like, you know, people change after high school, right? You might, oh, a year, I spent a year at college and yeah. blah, blah, blah. I'm a different guy. Like, no, this was like, I I had to look at his card to see his name, look at his face and be like, oh, shit, that's you. Yeah. And yeah. it was a different person. Like, this isn't, you know, that's what that's what when people like go through like a drug phase, it's like, dude, you have to chill out because like that, especially meth in particular, is going to make you a completely different person. Yeah. Yeah. There's no drug that like meth in terms of turning you into someone that will do evil things. I mean, you you know, you will hurt the people that you love. You will, you know, rob your family and you'll just, you know, you'll steal things from people and help them look for it. You know, dude, (laughs) that's it. it. That is the, that is the worst shit. Like I've seen it happen before. And like my friend didn't get it. I was like, dude, that guy, that guy stole it from you. Like, you know what I mean? Like that guy, who do you think the the guy, the guy who knows where you keep everything and smokes crystal meth and you're wondering, (laughs) and you're wondering where (laughs) you're wondering, like, like, no, and it's like, it's sad because it was a, it was a guy's roommate. You know what I mean? It's like, this was just like a classic, like Bay area. Like I'm renting a room somewhere. And it's like, he didn't know. I mean, he knew, but it's like, it's not that easy to just pick up and move all the time. And like, you know, for a while, his shit just started getting missing. We're just going missing one by one. And it, it's, it's sad. It's like people that have, you know, I, I put it to you this way. I like, I'm so scared of stealing things. Like, I don't know what it is. Like I've, you know, I've definitely, you know, done drugs and done all these things. Like stealing has always been something I've, I've just had this like insane conscious with. Give me a month on meth. I will steal anything straight up. Oh, like yeah. I just, I just know that I will because you just, you just all of it's like a like a rebirth kind of thing it seems like for people like it's like a it's like a rapid decay but it's like a, just a completely different like like zombie i mean it is a zombie thing it's ugh, yeah God. well yeah you like completely lose all moral code and for some reason you just want to steal and it, and you it makes you good at stealing because it gets rid of your moral code 
I mean, you'll yeah. climb into a garage and steal a kid's bicycle. I mean, I would never do that. I would never do that. But on meth, I will do that. Oh, 100%. You know? That is that is always the, the, the like schizo homeless thing. It's like when you see them pass by on their bike, like, you know, I'm at construction sites all day. You see a guy will buy on like a like a Hurley, like BMX bike at yeah. age 37. You're like, okay, whatever. <laughs> Go off. You know what I mean? Go off. But then he comes back wheeling the, like, the, the fucking uh, like uh, Powerpuff Girls, like by yeah. like walking it riding it and like rolling the bike next to him, and you're like oh he's, he's gonna go pick up his he's gonna go pick up his daughter yeah <laughs> he's with her mom you know and you're just like no it's 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 sad yeah. like it's it's really sad and like that's the thing when people like when people think systemically all the time like it's cool to view this from a systemic angle but like in a case-by-case basis like that's bad like that's really bad you know like that shouldn't be happening at this rate you yeah. know, like it, it just something's wrong. And, I, and when people are saying, like, we want to legalize all drugs, you know, I'm definitely for lax weed laws. I'm not a I'm not a put people in jail for weed. I've seen I've seen the underbelly of weed. I have seen every single part of like the weed business in yeah. in California. And I'm like, yeah, some of that's shady, but they're usually doing other things besides that. So yeah. like the weed is not usually causing that, um, even like the organized crime element of it. But like for me, it would be a really tough sell to legalize crystal meth. Very tough sell, yeah. even like a controlled yeah. environment, because you can't control them once they leave that controlled environment where they smoke it. Yeah, no, it's it's tough. And like you know, people always cite Portugal. Portugal decriminalized all drugs, and um, and it's working. And, and but see, there's like a hmm. there's like a propaganda version of what Portugal did. With Portugal decriminalized drugs, but if you are like doing drugs in the street, you're going to jail. You Interesting. You can if you're committing crimes to get drugs, you can basically do drugs in your apartment. I always had a feeling that. that it wasn't the full story that Portugal no. shit. And I like, and I'm, I'm kind of for that. I'm, I'm definitely yeah. not. Yeah, but it's, it's definitely doesn't. They think that it's like San Francisco or something. No, you know, no. I think is what it is. Is yeah, and it's not. It's, mm-hmm. No, and they'll grab you up. They'll, they'll arrest you, and they'll basically give you the option of rehab, and they'll put you in front of a panel that includes like a cop, a psychologist, and a medical doctor or something, and they basically devise like a long-term plan of like, Hey, we're, you got to get off drugs, you know, <laughs> but you're, it's not technically illegal. We're not going to give you a felony for it, but like, um, no, they, they have a good system over there. And, uh, but you know, like radical harm reductionists and, you know, far leftists all, often cite, uh, Portugal is like, yeah, just decriminalize. It's like what Portland did. And it's like, it's <laughs> not what Portland did. <laughs> no, no, uh, that's, it surely isn't now. Okay. So we're you're you're in LA. I want to want to keep that. I, 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 you're not Joe Dirt, but I want to do this Joe Dirt style, right? You know yeah. what I mean? Like just kind of like <laughs> like you're in you're in LA. Yeah. Um, I just I'm figuring out what point do you go up to the Bay Area? It's colder up here because yeah. I've always I, being homeless in LA. Like people are always like, oh, it's lax laws. I'm like, it's also easier to sleep outside in California. Yeah, yeah. No, you're so, right. But yeah. why come up to San Francisco and Oakland? It's cold as hell up there. Well, that, that, this is what happened. Um, I, so I do like six, seven months on Skid Row, and, and and I'm having a ball, and I'm like, you know, I got my BMX bike, I got my big, <laughs> you know, I, <laughs> I'm like, I'm doing it, like I'm doing it. I'm I'm living on Skid Row, and I'm and I, I'm kind of enjoying myself. I'm like, you know, 22 years old, and um, I come up on a car of like a drunk kid that went partying. At, like downtown LA or something. He just kind of pulled off on the wrong street and he's drunk and he's passed out and I'm riding my bike. So I, I see that he has an iPhone four in his lap 
And um, this is brand new at the time. So, I, and listen, I'm not proud of what I did, but um, I ditch my bike by the car. I climb into the car. He kind of wakes up and um, I intend on stealing his iPhone. And then right as I'm about to do that, and he's kind of semi-conscious, two guys get into the back of his car. Mm. And they're like, hey, man, you, you got to get out of this guy's car. You know, we're trying to we're trying to help this guy. And I was like, I'm trying to help this guy, you know, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> clearly we're all just trying to rob this guy in some way. And, um, so I say, I'm going to help him with his phone. You guys can help him with his car. And, Damn. And, I, and I grab his phone. I get out of the car. He actually is like semi-conscious. He gets out of the car and chases me. But the point of the story is that I lose my bike. Someone steals my bike while I get into that guy's car. And, uh, when you're on meth, you, your feet deteriorate. And when you're homeless, they turn into like lasagna noodles. Like they're just, uh, you know, so uh, yeah. that was like the end of the line. Like I had no bike. I walked on, I sold the phone. I did a bunch of heroin and meth. My feet are mm. destroyed. And I just basically collapse a day or two later and uh, start kicking heroin on Skid Row. And I roll myself up in like a carpet and just kind of chill for like 24, 48 hours. And uh, this like guy handing out water, you know, the churches come down and like hand out food and water and stuff. So, this guy sees me and he sees that I'm really fucked up. And he's like, do you want to come detox at my house? And, um, you know, I didn't know if he was going to like try to rape me or something, but I was, right. I just was like, fuck it. I'll, you know, I, I this, I don't know. There was just like a sign. There, there was like a spiritual sign and, and I don't mm-hmm. want to. Hell yeah. Yeah. So like he took me in the car and like, he took me to this church and like everyone put their hands on me and like, we all like prayed and I wasn't like, I'm not like, I, I don't know. It's just something happened where I was like, I trust this guy. Mm-hmm. He took me and uh, basically let me detox at his house for two weeks. And then, um, and then I, he was like, now you got to have kind of figure out what's going on. So he told me, Hey, why don't you call your friends up in Oakland? Cause um, you know, I lived in Piedmont from 12 to 18. Sure. Oh, okay. So uh, I'm sure, you know, and as you can expect, my Piedmont friends are very happy to hear from their crackhead friend on Skid Row <laughs> asking for a place to stay. Yeah, and, man. What you been up to, man? Yes, yeah, I through, dude. Yeah. yeah. And they're all like, you know, now they're like, we're, they're like the heads of tech and banking and shit and say, you know, like these are very successful kids and um, mm. uh, not at the time, but you know, they, now they're very successful. And, uh, but one of them was like, Hey man, come up, I'll get you a Greyhound ticket. Come up. I live in Oakland now with my dad. Like you come up here, you get a job, you get off drugs, like everything's going to be great. Mm-hmm. and um you know of course that doesn't happen you know i come up there and i'm just immediately doing drugs and, and um and basically you know spent a lot of time in san francisco in the tenderloin and, and you know he eventually kicks me out and i end up homeless uh in the tenderloin yeah the tl yeah, yeah. man yeah. The tl <laughs> i've been there man that is that is Man, it was really funny, man. That with the Raiders played in Oakland for the longest time, not anymore, but they played in, and it was like Oakland. Everybody was like, Oakland, don't go to Oakland. I'm like, the when the Niners played at Candlestick Park, and that oh, was yeah. Hunter's, that was Hunter's Point. But yeah. it's like, dude, that shit is way scarier than anywhere in Oakland. And I will say that right now. Maybe maybe like one or two streets in Oakland might be a little scarier, but like the Hunter's Point and like the Tenderloin in San Francisco are insane. Like yeah. it is, yeah. it is like Escape from New York. Like the, yeah. and they always have been. Like it's yeah. that that yeah. city. I mean, it might look a little worse now, but that has always been like my parents in the 80s were like, yeah, no, fuck no. Like, we're not going yeah. there. And um, so, yeah, like that was it's it's uh, people just don't realize uh, the how California works, where like I, maybe other cities don't work this way or, or they do. But like 
there is not really like a border between like where neighborhoods get bad. Like you yeah. just kind of like go like four houses down and it's like a weird Stephen King like house. And you're just like, what the yeah. fuck? Like just like Amityville horror, like just yeah. garbage bags over the windows, just insane stuff. And you're like, that doesn't like fucking Mark Zuckerberg live over here. Like, like a street over like, and, and it's, it's, it's insane how that happens. And so like, I can imagine going up to the Bay area, you could even like fake it a little bit and be like, Oh yeah, no, I'm in I'm in Oakland, you know, I'm in I'm in here, I'm with, with my friends, I'm I'm getting clean. And it's like I just go two streets over and I can go get whatever I want. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, o- Oakland was like I was on lower I don't know if you guys know Oakland like that well, but I was on lower grand. It was like mm-hmm. yeah. not that bad of a spot. Um and uh I didn't really know like what to do. I, I just wanted drugs and I knew the tenderloin was where you went drugs. So I you know, there's a whole drug scene in Oakland that I just avoided for you know. Cause I just didn't know I was taking Bart over to uh, San Francisco and, and uh, yeah, yeah. totally right. Like the Tenderloin is one of the scariest places I've ever been. Skid Row is incredibly scary and violent and like almost gang oriented, but you go to San Francisco Tenderloin. It's like, it's like a circus from the 1890s shit. It's like, <laughs> totally. <laughs> totally. American horror story. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's insane. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, it's, it's, it makes it scarier because there's like guys on triple decker bikes that will kill you. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's insane. Like you'll just get killed by a guy in an Uncle Sam uniform. Yeah, like, I don't know why he has one. <laughs> yeah. just kill you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like incredibly scary homeless people. And, and listen, and it's I'm nothing against uh uh, trans or anything, but the, there's a lot of trans. There's a huge, there was a huge trans element, mm, which, sure. uh, which is obviously normal, normal now, kind of. But it was in 2011. I, it was scary. You're on meth. You're up for three days, and a hulking, you know, yeah. trans mm-hmm. person is like in your face, <laughs> like you know, with a, with a can of mace, like throwing a mace. I mean, that's incredibly frightening. Yeah, no, it's I. I mean, I, I, I hate how I actually know what that is. Like, I yeah. mean, kind of like, or at least the. I got, the, I got a lot of that in Santa Cruz for the. Yeah, that was. Oh, a, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, Santa Cruz is like that. It's like circus <laughs> people. Yeah, yeah, and the Santa Cruz has the. Sorry, I don't mean to totally change city, but it has the forest element too, where you can hide in the forest at night. Yeah, it's like paranormal. It's like paranormal yeah. drug culture. Like, yeah, yeah you can just. <laughs> yeah. You can just be like, oh, I was UFO hunting. Uh, I wasn't yeah. smoking meth over here. Yeah. And there's like, yeah, there's people that like have lived in the woods for 30 years in San Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And they Albinos. might be nice, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. but there's also like murderers and drug addicts. And, yeah. It, it's, it's kind of like that where it's just a different, it's not, Skid Row is very basic, just violent criminality. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, but yeah, so, so Tenderloin was pretty, um, pretty different and uh, and i will say like this is one like if you hop the turnstile at bart you might go to jail mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. i like got arrested for th- those kinds of things and, fair uh, evasion yeah, yeah. Fair uh, evasion. you could not smoke meth on bart you'd go to jail really because i've <laughs> well i'm yeah maybe i should have said something no but because i because <laughs> i no i there was this one guy like this old black dude and he had like the cab driver hat on and he was just like looking pensively out the window and then all of a sudden he just takes out this like prescription bottle and it was like I'm a I'm guessing it was coke but it might not have been it was in a prescription bottle which I actually had never seen anybody do and he put some like on his thing and he just it looked really cool I'm not going to lie like he just like took a took a rail of it and just kept like looking out the window on Bart and I was just like damn dude like that but but i like i guess i mean you're right like you i guess you like technically it's against the law but weird with the weird thing about bay area culture is no one says anything 
Yeah. Like everyone's really nice out here. Like they'll, yeah. they'll just be like, hmm, you know, and they'll just look at it or they'll look the complete other direction. And yeah. it's like, yeah, there's BART cops, there's transit cops, but they're not going to, you know, they're not going to go through every single train car and everything. And, and some people might say like, what's the big deal of somebody like smoking meth on public transit? It's like, that's, it's a big deal. Like it can, <laughs> it, can get, it can get bad. It can get yeah. really bad. Yeah. What are, what are all those like progressive tweets that are like, who who was saying that? It's like, oh yeah, don't worry. You know, it's kind of like you're it's you're privileged if you care about. Or yeah. no, or they'll be like, you're a pussy. You can't handle it. You're oh yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the worst one. It's like, no, like you mean you wanted me to show a vaccine card to go to fucking Safeway? Like yeah, no, 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 no. You don't get to have this one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like like I, it's like, and I don't say anything. I never do, but I do see people just doing drugs out in the open. I don't. Know, what am I gonna yeah. do? I'm gonna call the fucking cops? No. You know, I mean, I'm, it's it's not going to do anything like it's just, I mean, it might. But like, I'm just I'm it's weird. It's like everybody talks about like I would I would have beat his ass. Everybody you ever meet a guy like that? Oh, yeah. I, you tell someone a story and they go, well, I would have beat his ass. And you're going on the news. And it's like, would would you have <laughs> like you would have fought that guy? Like, you know, yeah. like you would have just like a guy swung Chris Christmas. You would just start punching him. Like <laughs> there's always that guy that would have. But most people, they see it and they're like, am I hallucinating from not sleeping for 72 hours? Must be and then look the other way like yeah. it's it's uh it's crazy man yeah well bart has always had that element of like hey this is kind of you know there's people smoking weed on the not, not on the train sometimes and that's bay area for anybody who doesn't know bay area rapid transit it's like a big like yeah. train like a light rail train that just like goes through all of the entire bay area so yeah, yeah. just in case people don't know what that is yeah it, it had like an element of like people smoke weed on the while they're waiting for the train and there's sure. you know, yeah. maybe maybe take a hit of weed on the train or something this was 10 years ago but you know, I went, I went to San Francisco like in October for a wedding and um, I, I flew in and I got on BART and within 10 minutes, a homeless guy started beating an old Asian lady with a hairbrush mm. and then like, jet, like just jetted off the train right as it stopped and, and, and the doors opened up and, and um, I wanted to, you know, cause I didn't want to believe the videos and the rumors and stuff. And then I got there and within 15 minutes, it's like, yeah, an elderly Asian lady is getting beaten with a, you know, plastic hairbrush um, and people yeah. are smoking fentanyl on the, on the train. Jeez. So, um, That's a sick man smoke. That, you know. Yeah. You can't defend that sick man smoke. <laughs> yeah. You can't exactly. Michael Crichton that sick man smoke. No, <laughs> no, no. I, I've, I've seen the numbers. Uh, yeah. they, they're not, they're not encouraging. Yeah. But, but yeah. Like, so, um, you know, okay. What do you, how'd you, so now you, you look clean. I mean, yeah. he's not watching on, on, on rumble. Like, do you, do you even like smoke weed anymore? Just no, no, I, I, I've been, I, and I don't judge people that do if once they get off drugs, but I, I'm totally sober. Uh, California, you're not California yeah. sober. You're sober. I'm not Demi Lovato sober. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Congrats, dude. That's amazing. Yeah, that's yeah. good. That's really good. And people don't understand. Like, some people really need that. You know, <laughs> like, there's no, you know what I mean? Yeah. There's no, yeah. Like, yeah. That's fucking, yeah, that's some a real people thing. Need to just stop. I, I, like, I don't deserve to do drugs anymore. I mean, the, the, given the things that I did the last few times I was on drugs, it's like, I got my fun. I I'm done. Hell yeah. Yeah. That's, right. that's the coolest way to be sober too, is like go through that phase. And then, you know, it's, it's better than like this. We were talking about who was, was it you? Uh, 
like the straight edge punk kids that have never done drugs and they're always the yeah one, you know well, they don't want to bring those guys down or anything like it's yeah about, or like, like people who are like 28 and it's like i'll try i'll try drugs i'm like you're, yeah. 20, you're 28 you missed it <laughs> like you you missed it it's it's yeah. time to not you like there was a train and you missed it it was bart yeah. you missed it like yeah. you just yeah. yeah like you missed it but like okay so we've, we've missed a little chapter here when is it like yo like i gotta not ever touch any of this stuff again because like this whole time you found a way to keep you know through this whole time found a way to kind of still do drugs still kind of navigate kind of uh uh get get what you need get your fix and all that stuff when did you when were you just like dude rock bottom i gotta get out of here well the the end of that san francisco tenderloin run um i mean that, that that'll do it yeah, yeah. <laughs> that'll do it well, well my, my dad got sober so my dad got sober nice. in florida so he calls me and he's like I'm off heroin. Like I you won't believe, you know, you won't believe it. I'm off heroin. Like, you know, and, and uh, I'm like, well, I'm in the fucking tender one right now on heroin. And, uh, <laughs> and um, he's like, I'll get you a Greyhound to Florida. You can move into the sober living with me. Wow. And uh, I did, I took a Greyhound from San Francisco to Fort Lauderdale, uh, which was, you know, five days or whatever. And, and, um, and that just kind of introduced me to the possibility. Like I didn't even know people got so like I, people got mm -hmm. sober like someone like my dad who did heroin for like 40 years like got sober so that introduced the concept of like this is possible but uh you know of, of course i didn't get sober right away and, and and i just kind of like fly around the country or, or bus around the country and end up homeless on skid row again and and um and basically start getting consequences i mean i went i did time i went to jail for for six months in, in 2015 mm. 2016 and uh ironically defending myself against a mugger i ended up in to, uh, almost going to prison for that. Wow. <laughs> um, yeah, someone mugged me in a Panda Express while I was on my Obama phone. And um, damn. Yeah. It, well, Panda they Express. Said, if you can't yeah, be safe at Panda Express, where can you be I safe? Know. Well, we were both trying to, we were both like lurching for food, you know, mm -hmm. like waiting for people to stand up so we can grab their. He's like, like they got fucking seed oils here. <laughs> Fuck this guy. Fucking beat his ass. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> so, uh, he he uh, he punched me. He took my phone after I dropped it. I pulled out a knife. I kind of lunged at him. Right. Uh, the security was there where they stopped us. The police came and and I got assault with a deadly weapon and had to go to jail and, and fight a, a prison sentence. And um, that really kind of woke me up because I was basically in like a in jail for six months with very scary people and um, seeing like I can do the full. I can just go full jail. Like I could just. I can do right. it, you know, and, um, but I just didn't want to do it. Just watching people like write letters to their kids and, you know, just the, just these people that were like committed to jail for the rest of their professional life. incarcerated people. Because, I know, yeah. I know the, I know the type, like th yeah. there was a guy uh, that I worked with guys this is why i don't really care about talking about my job like if you tell my job that i'm an anti-vaxxer they're like all right well does he how many times has he gone to prison because that's how many yeah. times we care. yeah like <laughs> like the, the the thing about it is like that we had this guy he had done 20 combined years in jail and he was real he was the funniest hardest working guy you definitely he was definitely like a, a hardcore meth user it didn't seem like he was still on it but like when you do meth for like a really 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 long time there's like a permanent thing that like stays there like yeah. the permafried, a lot of guys, people call it like where they're just like sometimes like this, like like kind of little like weird gears turning in their head when you talk to them. And it's like they kind of fade out, like almost dementia like sometimes. Um, and he kind of would get like that. But he would say for a while, he was like, dude, I went to jail for 20 combined years from age 20 to 40. He's like or like from age like 20 to 45. He's like, I was I was ba barely ever out. He goes in the times I was out. 
I was like, fuck, dude, I had three meals in, in jail. What the fuck was I? What am I doing out here? And he would just yeah. throw a, a brick through somebody's window and wait for the cops to come. He's like, yeah. dude, I like my tooth hurts. I need to go to jail. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like my tooth yeah. hurts. I should go back to jail and get a tooth pulled. You know, like yeah. just things like this. And I, I don't use that as like this. We treat prisoners too well. It's like, no, like it's just it's the reality of how people who have been incarcerated their whole lives. Like, yeah, they, they most of the time they'll own up and be like, yeah, I did dirt. Like I'm bad as fuck. So it's not a moral. I'm not trying to moralize what they've done or anything. But like there's people that are just professionally in jail. Like yeah, it's just it's just in yeah. it just lifers. Like it's just Shawshank Redemption. One of the most powerful scenes of that movie is where the guy gets out of jail after like years and years and years and works at a supermarket and then just hangs himself. And he's just like, fuck this. Like, I don't want to do this. Like I I was in jail. Like I wanted to get out of that horrible prison, but also that's also all I knew. And I mean, you thank God you didn't have to be there for that long because like, I've seen some people that just like can't adjust, you know, it's scary. It's scary. No, totally. Um, Yeah. I mean like my, my shot caller kind of sat me down and he was like, listen, I, I get out. I see my family for five days. I get right back into the meth and basically within six months I get arrested for fraud and I do, they only, the max is a year and a half. I do a year and a half and he's like, I've done that for 15 years. Wow. You know, and he's like, and I'm, and I'm not going to stop, <laughs> you know, like that's just his life. And, and, um, and I was like, damn, maybe I should learn fraud. Like he was t- telling me about like, <laughs> that was what you took from it. <laughs> like, damn, well, I, I would, you know, I wasn't in there for that long, but it's like, I, I finally felt accepted by like a group of people. Sure. And, um, and I did kind of like make this decision where like, should I do this? You know, I, and also I, I'm half Jewish and I had to join like a white. Wait, hold, hold on. Hold on. Wait, what? No, sorry. But, <laughs> no, but, <laughs> yeah, but anyways, go on. No, no, no. With technical difficulties, no big deal. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I'm half Jewish. Uh, no one in my family owns a bank or anything. I mean, we're just mm-hmm. blue collar crackhead Jews. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm starting to think <laughs> something about this story is uh, no, but yeah, anyways. So, uh, so, I mean, as you can tell my last name, you know, so, so, but I don't look Jewish, you know, so I, no. I went in there and, and, um, you know, there's like Nazis in there. There's like guys with swats, the catastrophes and shit. And, um, shit. literal and Nazis, at, like actual Nazis. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, yeah Not no. howling mutant. Yeah. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Yeah. yeah. Not, not Dasha. And, you know, and, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> not, not podcasters. Yeah. yeah. These guys are swats no. casters, man. These guys are These fucking guys crazy. Were, we're, we're like real Nazis. And, um, and I had to like join up with them and, you know, they were like Klickstein, what's going on. And I was like, I'm, you know, I'm German. <laughs> they were like, okay, you're pure, you're purebred. Like that's, that's a good starting point. And, and uh, I like basically pretended to not be Jewish. Wow. For like a few weeks. And then uh, I found out that you can get kosher meal. And, and, and that's like the most valuable thing in, in prison or jail is the kosher meal. Uh, because, it's just high quality beef and, you know, it's just real food. So, so I, I eventually came clean and said that I was Jewish or I was half Jewish and uh, asked my shot caller if I could go get the kosher meal. And, and uh, you know, and I, I, I take any punishment. Uh, obviously there'd be a punishment for lying. And um, he actually just didn't punish me. He just said, as, as long as you get the kosher meal, you're cool. cool. Just give me like the chicken meatballs on Thursdays or whatever. And, and, and we Man. just set up a deal and, um, and these guys were actually really nice to me and really open-minded. I mean, I, the Nazis were, there, there were uh, some Nazis there were <laughs> some, uh, and um, they were fucking, this is the thing. Like they're just tweakers, sons of tweakers, guys that live in Antelope Valley that like didn't have a dad and they fucking went to juvie and they got mm-hmm. a connection. 
Yeah. Some older guy was like, let me do a swastika tattoo on your dude. Thank you for bringing that up. Cause I've heard that from so many people that have done time. They're just like, dude, there's like white dudes in there. They're not like raised in Nazi families, but like jail is tribal. Yeah. It's extremely tribal. And like you go in there, it's like, you're going to see black gangs. You're going to see Mexican gangs. You're going to see all this stuff. And the one gang that's going to take you in is going to be the guy with the swastika. And if you're doing hard time, like a long time, (laughs) it's like what you pick, you know, like, like you pick and it's like, that that's a that's a decision that like dude like i have trouble picking lunch like what i want for lunch you know what yeah. i mean so like but like you're faced with that decision it's crazy yeah well there is no dis- i mean if you if you're white yeah. you, yeah. like you're mm-hmm. either gonna get stabbed or you're joining yeah, a b you know, yeah any of that stuff you know? yeah and these guys were cool man and, and they didn't really know a lot about history or hitler really <laughs> <laughs> um, they you know, I was a Germanic history major in college, so like I, I, taught, I taught them about their leader, and, and uh, you know, they, they wanted me to like help them with their cases because I was Jewish, and and um, wow, I just like lied about law, like I didn't, I don't know about law, you know, I was a crackhead, and um, and and it, and then when you get the kosher meal, you get a yarmulke. You know what a yarmulke is? Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. So uh, mm-hmm. they, they give you. I've never worn one of those. No, no my family doesn't. You know. But, right. but uh, they, they give you one because you have to pretend to be like super Jewish to get the kosher meal. And, so um, funny. Oh, yeah. and, and, and uh, I tried to hide the yarmulke because I was like, I don't want the Nazis to like see the yarmulke. Yeah, and, that's, uh, tough. that's tough. That's <laughs> tough to explain there. Yeah. yeah. And uh, they actually did. They saw it and they were actually inc- they were like so respectful that it was like disturbing, you know, because they they're they think you have like mystical powers, you know, with the yarmulke. So <laughs> what happened was the Mexican shot caller was the first person after about a week. He asked if he could wear the yarmulke when he gambled. So I have like the Mexican leader of the Relatable, Mexican yeah. We're in the yarmulke. And then it, it culminates with like my friend, John, John, he was my friend in there. He, he was a Nazi. We have not really kept in touch, but uh, no, no, he, no. He, uh, he asked to wear the yarmulke. And I said, listen, you just got to be respectful of it. You know, I did, you know, and, and I gave him the yarmulke when he was gambling and, um, it was like the, you know, just the greatest image I've ever seen. This is already one of my favorite stories on Rare Candy. <laughs> no, no, no. He, so he, funny. you know, I, I will say like, like he had reached out to me and like, I knew you had written some things and I was just like, you know, people, people, I, look, we have Substack. Everybody has Substack. Everybody has podcasts. Yeah. Everybody has Substack. Know, yeah, yeah. And like, it's like, and then you like were messing me like, hey, man, like, you know, love what you guys did the other day. Like, da, 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 and you were telling me and like I, this, that was just the, the iceberg meme. You know what I mean? Like, I just heard the top of it. Like, and, yeah. and then and then like all this. Stuff. I mean, no, it's, it's great. And like people might say like, oh, they're just laughing it off. You know what I mean? And it's like, well, that's what you do. That's how you get through shit. You know what I mean? It's like that's how yeah. you ha- and like or once you do get through it, you're not over it till you laugh at it. And you can't yeah. progress till you can laugh at it, right? I mean, like no matter no matter the trauma, like there's these people that just constantly like just shout their trauma out in public, and it's like, yeah, you can tell people like your your story, but like I mean, looking for sympathy your whole life, it's you might get it, you might get a book deal out of it, you might get certain things, but like you're not gonna get over it, you know? Like yeah. it's it's like the the way that you that you talk about this. In, in in I mean I could tell you've read some Burroughs because I, I you know the, I've I've only dabbled in it a little bit but but like yeah. just that the Burroughs like just the way he you know some disgusting like heroin infested houses and he can just point out the funniest things about them you know what I mean and and, and just that's what that reminds me of but okay so you're yeah. well, you, thank you. You, no no it's it's absolutely wonderful and and yeah. the 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 uh, 
So when do you get out of jail? What happens? Yeah, so I, I get out of jail, um, and I've been sober for six months. You know, right. so, um, so I get out of jail, and uh, I'm like gonna do. You know, I gained. I I, I went in at one thirty one. I left at two o five. And I gained seventy whatever that is seventy pounds. Wow. Um, and it's really just because I was so emaciated when I was arrested, and uh, mm-hmm. so I, I get out and. Um, I go to Florida. I do the Florida shuffle again in my dad's sober living or the sober living that my dad used to be at. And uh, I come back to LA with like four months uh, sober. Cause I did get high at, you know, at some point, but anyway, I moved back to LA to live with sober friends and like start my life, like really start my life. It's like I'm 27 or whatever. And um, I hit up an old friend that I used to live on skid row with that now was like working for the cartel and he had like an apartment and he was like, come hang out with me. So I, I get high for one night. I black out. I use all the top three crack meth and heroin. And, um, I, I black out for about eight hours. I wake up in the morning. I'm in a bathtub in Chinatown in like an elderly Asian couple's apartment that I've broken into. And, wow. <laughs> and I'm in their bathtub and it's like filled with bloody murky water. And, um, I was actually missing part of my face. So, um, this was like the, this is like what happened. I mean, th- this is what made me realize, like, I, I don't know how to get high anymore. You know, I, I, I lost part of my face and, um, do you know how that happened? Well, I must've had some kind of, uh, brawl. I had some brawl with somebody. I got mm-hmm. sliced or something. I break in or climb into something to like wash up and, um, I get in the bathtub. This is all in a blackout. I don't know what happened, but this is kind of like the detective work. And, and I actually, uh, nod away a good portion of it. Ouch. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I don't think I come off as like a cannibalistic psycho. No. Or anything, but this is drugs. I mean, this is what meth, this is you on, this is me on meth. On the yeah. big three, on the, on the trifecta. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> on the, mm-hmm. So, yeah. um, fortunately I go live with my sober friends and, um, I write, well, first I go, I go try to kill myself on Skid Row. I have $40. I inject $40 worth of heroin. I overdose. I get Narcan. Someone Narcan's me. Wow. In the hospital. And I end up at a hospital with a plastic surgery training program. And um, they offer to do my surgeries for free. And um, over the course of seven months, I get three surgeries. They reconstruct my mouth and my face. And um, I go to like a rehab. I do good. I got a girlfriend. I got a job. Um, I relapse one more time. Uh, this mm-hmm. is 2018. I, I do the same thing. The trifecta blackout immediately wake up eight hours later uh i'm missing my toe which one i'm missing the big toe on my right foot i'm actually not missing the toe i well now i'm missing the toe but uh i was missing the bone in my toe Ah. so uh in a blackout i removed the bone of my big toe and Mm. um this is the meth this is this new meth just makes you go fucking crazy and uh wow I went to the hospital. They, they chopped my toe off Ugh. and uh, basically been sober ever since. Man, if only wow. we could have had a herbal herbal remedy for your toe. No, I'm yeah, but the, the, uh, not to save it, but well, okay. So you relapse the, the, the relapse thing I think is, is key here. Yeah. I don't, I don't have the most addictive personality. So like, I have like a real sense of guilt when I'm like, if I even like, you know, if I feel like I've had too much beer, I'm like, Oh God, Ugh. I'm like, I don't even like being, I don't like being drunk. Like I like drinking beer, but I hate the feeling of being drunk. So I, and I feel like that guilt kind of stops me a little bit from a lot of things, but for yeah. like, you've seen all these, these horrible things happen in your life, but what just if you can describe like the, I, the, like 
I'm I'm gonna do a bunch of heroin. Like I don't give a fuck how long I've been sober. Like I'm just gonna do it. Like what? Like what does that feel like? What kind of urge is that? Like is it just? Is it? Do you even like register it, or does it just happen? Well, you, you know, it's usually there's inkling inklings of thoughts, you know, for a week or something, and you know, it's you hate yourself. You know, you're like I'm a loser. I'm 28 years old. I live in a sober living. I make you know nine dollars an hour. Uh, my family won't talk to me. Uh, there's no hope, you know, there's no hope. Uh, I don't really have any friends. All my friends have left. And uh, you just start thinking, I'm going to do $10 worth of heroin. You know, I'm going to smoke $10 worth of heroin. And, um, and then, you you know, in, in the last time when I, when I did the tow thing, I had a car, like I'm driving my car down to Skid Row. And, and as I'm driving there, I'm, I'm, I'm like, you know, you're not going to have this car in like two weeks, Like you're going to lose your car. You're gonna wow. drugs or you're gonna manifesting crash. manifesting yeah. like almost manifesting a relapse so then to the point where you might as well just do it yeah yeah ah, interesting yeah and then and then you, you know you get down there and you know you I've, I've cried i've like cried on the way to a relapse you know there's just no yeah. like combating that i mean heroin feels so good and it works so good at making you forget who you are when you hate yourself it's yeah. to numb the sad. So it's basically, I'm sad. How do I get, I, I know this tried and true method to yeah. get rid of that sad feeling. And I don't even care. Cause like some, you know, you had even said, like you said, tried to kill yourself. I, were you, you, were you literal in that? Well, when I woke up with my face like that, I was like, it's over. You oh, know? I see. I, I did try to kill myself and um, was successful in like a flea market bathroom off of Skid Row. But uh, someone found me and I'm, you know, I'm grateful that that person found me. Interesting. Uh, okay. But, uh, so you know, Heroin's a fast forward button. It's just like, I don't like the way I feel. I'm pressing fast forward for 12 hours. Yeah. It's, um, oh gosh, gosh, crazy. Yeah. So, okay. So then you, now you, you, you've relapsed, uh, you know, a a bunch of times and stuff. And then you finally, you know, and during this whole time, is your dad, did your dad stay clean and everything? Or did he, did he have his struggle relapsing too? Uh, he stayed clean for about six years and then he started drinking uh-huh. and, um, and he's like, it like worked for a few years. And then he like, actually at the age of like 67 did some fentanyl <laughs> and, uh, wow. and uh, he overdosed. And while he was, he was, he snorted it. He didn't know what fentanyl was. He was a heroin addict. You know, he right. Yeah. So he, he snorted a line of fentanyl at like age 67 and knew that he was about to overdose once it hit him. So he crashed into a, a, the car in front of him on purpose because he knew an ambulance would come if, or like the cops would come. Interesting. Yeah. So, so it was like a strategy and, and it worked and he's, he is uh, currently in a, a retirement home. I go see him all the time and uh, wow. he is, is not drinking or using drugs. Man, good for him. I mean, yeah. that, cause yeah. that, I mean, for how long he was using, I mean, you know, that obviously that's sad and like just horrible, but like, to be honest, like he knew how to almost save his own life from just years of like being in close calls. It seems like it's just, yeah. it's crazy like to think. So then, yeah. um, so now you're, you're now, you're now sober, right? Like you're yeah, now, yeah. now sober. How long has it been? It's, it will be five years on August 10th. Oh man, that's beautiful. Yeah. So, yeah. so you, you, did you like avoid the like scary little sneaky little fentanyl, like, like where it sneaks, it snuck into like everything. Like, did you avoid that era? Cause now it, now I'm like, I couldn't look, man. Like I've, there've been times where I'm like, man, fucking some Molly, like that shit would be fun yeah. right now. But like, that scares the hell out of me. Cause it could just take, I could just get one bad one. You know, yeah. like, yeah. like, did you avoid that era? That, that doesn't seem like that five. That seems like a more recent thing where like all drugs could have fentanyl in them now. Yeah, I, I basically avoided it, although it did hit the East Coast first. And when I was in Florida at one point, I did get high for about two weeks and I was, you know, shooting fentanyl. And uh, 
Mm. And uh, I didn't really know what it was. I thought it was heroin and we would just be doing it. Cause that was like before people even knew what fentanyl really was. And yeah. they just called it heroin, but it was like, it, it's a different kind of high. It's like you throw up, you're like fucked up. You can't drive. Like you're just totally out of it. And I did overdose in Florida too, in a guy's car. And he, he fortunately drove me to the hospital and dragged me out of his car. And, and uh, they, they revived me. Man, so, you've had some guardian, you've had some guardian angels, man. Yeah. I ran into that guy and I, I thanked him. Yeah, I ran into yeah. him like years later when I was sober. You know, I went to visit my dad in Florida and I fucking just ran into that guy on the street. And he was Crazy. sober too. Yeah, he was sober too. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. So so the fentanyl, like, cause like now, you know, you you'll hear like kids, like young kids. And I, I do envy I I do like fear feel for people in cause it like killed partying. Like, man, like I don't yeah. think like I don't think these young people party. Like I don't, I don't see it. I just, I just don't see it. I don't see like yeah. parties happening. Like, and I'm not, I, I'm all for people having like a fun time when they go to college, fun time, uh, you know, in their, in their early twenties and stuff. Like eventually you have a few reminders, hopefully not bad that like, all right, now it's time to to move to another phase of life. But like, I don't even know if a lot of kids get that anymore. Cause like I, for a while I was, I'm always a skeptic in terms of the new panic, right? I'm a, whenever somebody ever, especially ever since COVID, like it's always been like, oh wow, fentanyl. Yeah. I'm sure that's real. It's real. I know somebody, yeah. one of uh, Cy and I, one of our, one of our good friends in high school is when his, his brother uh, passed away from a fentanyl. Like he, he basically, he was not intending to take fentanyl. He was in rehab, took, uh, um, basically was like, all right, I'm going to go back. I'm going to relapse on heroin. He got basically, you know, a hot bag of heroin that had fentanyl and just just see you later. Like he yeah. was it was just it was it was like it was it was toast. And then I was thinking like, well, that happened. And a lot of these kids like they have these like testing kits and all these things now. Like it's clearly real. And yeah. it's just like, I don't know. I, I mean, I guess I don't know what my question is on that. It's just like it's it's scary. It, it, it does feel real. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, it's it's for it's for sure real. And it's. um See, this is the thing. Heroin requires raw material, raw plant material to mm -hmm. to make. And that's complicated. I mean, that's supply chain shit. You got to get Afghanistan raw opium to Mexico. To It's a nightmare. And, and, and fentanyl is just incredibly simple and cheap and you don't need it's It's fully synthetic. Um, so naturally, heroin's gone. I mean, you don't have to grow a plant and ship it across the world to, to make fentanyl. Um, so fentanyl's here. Uh, the question is why, why is it in cocaine? Why would it be in Molly? It, it is. I mean, I know people that have died from, I know people that aren't drug addicts that did some cocaine and they're dead, you know, and, and I'm not trying to scare anybody, but, um, why, why would a drug dealer put, you know, I don't think the cartel is doing that. I don't think the cartel is putting fentanyl in the Coke. That's some street level stupid shit. I think. Why would you kill your customers? Yeah, exactly. You don't want to do that. It It's not, it, it doesn't make sense. You want returning people. You want people coming back and back and back and back. I, you yeah. Look, people, baby laxative and Coke. There's all types of things to stretch it out for profit. That makes sense exactly. to me. But adding yeah. fentanyl, no. I like, guess that, the, it oh, they, they might like the fentanyl feeling and get addicted to fentanyl, but it's like fentanyl is the opposite of what cocaine is. And, and uh, if you have no tolerance to fentanyl, a, a speck is going to kill you. So, mm -hmm. I don't no, know why this is happening. There's obviously there's conspiracies, you know, mm -hmm. or they just want to kill everybody. Um, Some people say China. Yeah. I don't know if I believe that either because I think everything's about a war with fucking China right now. Everything yeah. there's there's this really scary like there's spy fucking balloons. Every all this stuff like yeah. like the, all this there's the, I don't I don't know if I believe that either. That feels weird. Like I'm just yeah. I just don't know. I don't I don't have an answer for it. But it's it's so strange. But I do have to ask you um, yes. a skeptic question. Yeah. What if I just think this whole thing's fucking bullshit, dude? And like, because you don't have the progressive take on homelessness. 
Like you don't, because if I'm a leftist, we do have people that listen to us that are leftist, communist, progressive, anything like that. And they might just be like Peter Thiel, George Soros. He's half Jewish, George Soros, you know, psyop, like just like he's just trying to basically like cut social programs and anything. I don't think that you've ever said that you want to do that. And we will. And that, and I want to close later with 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 what you think should be done. But like, sure. what if I just think your story is bullshit? Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, listen, I've been on Fox News. I've been on Jesse Waters. Jesse Waters is not the most reputable. Right. You know, and that could be what what deters people from you is of that course. you were even on that. That's how people think yeah. nowadays. Right. I, I had to think hard about about going on Jesse Waters. And uh, listen, they've been nothing but nice to me. But sure. um you go on Fox News, your, your reputation for for truth, at least, is going to be questioned. And, and uh, obviously, they want something from me. You know, they want to use me, you know, because I happen to agree with them about a couple things, sort of, you know, that right. they, you know, so, yeah, I'm, I'm like a whore. <laughs> you know, I went on Fox News. Hey, man, but, um, I, I do it. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I was call, like, you know, it's not going to call me, mm-hmm. you know, I'm critical yeah. of what Gavin Newsom's doing and what a lot of progressive, uh, you know, I, sure. I'm. I'm Mayor uh, London Breed, uh, you know, I, I'm I'm critical of uh, Democratic policy on this, and that doesn't mean that I'm pro Republican policy. I mean, you know, I'm not pro. Hey, they're doing it great in Kansas. I don't know what the fuck they're doing in Kansas. Kansas right, right, right. Mm. <laughs> you know, but uh, I don't know. Some of my uh, takes. First of all, I'm against for profit rehab. You know, that's like a pretty progressive. That's an actual progressive stance. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, I didn't even think about that angle of the the rehab profit yeah. oh, angle. Nasty. Rehabs. And first, I went to rehab. I mean, the, after the tow thing, I went to rehab. I'm in the, you know, I'm in AA. I'll just, you know, say it right now. I'm a, a uh, I'm a 12 step kind of guy. I, I'm not saying everyone has to do that, but the, it fucking worked for me. It seems to work though. Yeah. Like it seems to work for a lot of people. Like even some of like the most like some people that I think are just like that they'll be like, oh, I, I, that I wouldn't think use that method. They're like, no, it's, it saved me. Like, you know, yeah. like I, it seems to work. It seems tried and true. <laughs> and it, is it culty? Sure. There's no leader. So it's kind of like, doesn't cost any money, but yeah, right. yeah aspects of a cult, but it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm getting high one time and sawing my fucking toe off. So it's like, yeah. I'll join any cult. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. it, you know, it completely changed me. And, it, and listen, I believe in God. It, it, it's it oh. kind of, you know, a lot of things happened to me in my life. And then, with the 12 steps sort of brought me into like a spiritual life that you better believe in God. You got rescued like 14 times. I've never, yeah, I couldn't think of a a better case for God. You should have been dead. I'm atheist. I'm hardcore atheist. (laughs) You're here for a reason. He would have taken you. if if, if it was. And I think he took my toe for a reason because that's a funny thing to take. And it's a warning. It's like, it's like, it's like the smallest warning you can get. Like (laughs) I took every, you know, cause I can take, you know, I can take my job, my house, my health put me on the street. I'll still get high. Like I've made that clear. Yeah, to God. Yeah. You know, but God takes my one little toe. Wow. And that was a message, you know, That's like what's he taking next, you know, foot. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. So yeah, there's, uh, there's something going yeah. on there, but yeah, like what yeah. it, so like, I mean, he didn't like, cause I, 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 you're going to, you're going to not cause of this. I, we don't have that kind of platform, but like, I can tell that your store, especially when you, when you're, when a lot more of your writing comes out, there are going to be skeptics. There are going to be people to be like, what's yeah. he just, he's, he's first off, you're white. It's a thing. Yeah. There's, yeah. I've seen, there's, a, there's a, there's a classic thing where people say like white homeless people. I mean, it's like, you just like, you fumbled the bag. Like you fucked oh, up. Yeah, like you had, yeah. you know, I've heard it. I've heard it. Yeah. I've heard it in like, not even just on Twitter. I've heard it in real life yeah. where it's different. So like, I, I could sure. see a scenario where somebody's like, 
you, you know, they're just a white, you were homeless for a weekend. You know what I mean? You were, yeah. you were a drug addict. All, all white people do drugs. Like it doesn't affect the, you know, just things like that. Like, like th- these things, as you get a bigger following, bigger platform, people are going to come into that. So like, I mean, you, you were saying off the air, I mean, you're like, I got plenty of ways to prove it. So you know, yeah. like, like paper yeah. trails and stuff, but yeah. Well, yeah. I was speaking at a home. I live in Austin, Texas. I, I went to a homeless shelter. I go there and like speak to guys and volunteer and stuff. And I was speaking to a group of guys and I did bring up that I was on skid row and immediately some guy was also on skid row. That's And he kind of tested me, you know, he kind of started asking me about, you know, uh, Crocker street and all that and all these places and people and stuff. And, and in front of a group of people, I sort of just answered his questions. And within, you know, a minute, he completely believed me. I mean, he knew that either this guy like did a, wrote a thesis on skid row or he fucking lived on skid row. So, um, I know people are going to question me. Listen, I'm a white guy. I, I went to, I lived in Piedmont, you know, for six years. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. but, uh, you know, I do come, I basically lived in a crack house in, in Boston and at 12 transferred over to Piedmont. And, um, yeah, man, I, I mean, in some ways, sure. I, I guess, uh, we all fumble the bag if we become homeless. I mean, it, the cards were stacked against me, you know, yeah. I, I, I had crackhead parents and all that, but, um, I don't view it like that. I view it as my greatest asset is like all the fucked up shit. I, I sure. you gotta utilize your trauma. I, you know, cause I know pe- I've been through some crazy shit, but it's like it, I wouldn't trade the world for it. Wow. You know, it's where I'm at. You know, I, I have a good job. I have a good yeah. job. Cause I don't, compl- you know, people, compl- normal people complain about a lot of bullshit. Yeah. There, I'm like, I'll clean the toilet. I don't, you know, I don't care. And, and it's, and I've risen high at my job and, and um, it's just, I just got this thing when I went to rehab in 2018 where it's like the world doesn't owe you anything because you're because you watched your mom smoke crack when you were, you know, that right. you don't you're not owed something for that. And um, and you, you got and, you're, and my mom overdosed when I was 14 and, and I was like, utilized her death as like, well, you get to do you get to be a piece of shit because your mom died. You know, you get yeah, to yeah. because your mom and it's like that's incredibly disrespectful <laughs> to my mom. Right. Yeah, totally, so, totally. No, it, yeah. it's you're you, yeah. Like, I mean, again, so anybody who would doubt the story, I mean, even off, even I'll say this, even off air before we started, I mean, we we kind of almost jumped into it, but I, you didn't tell me anything was off limits. Oh, no, no, it, you can say, yeah, yeah, there was, there was no, so like, like, there's no, this isn't like softball, softball. No, I'm just, I want to know it all. And you, and you, and you've, you've said it all. So now, my last thing, because I, I think this will have a lot of details to it, uh, yeah. for this is, Okay, I make you governor of a state. I'm not going to say which one, but this state has a drug problem, right? Yeah. What What do you do about drugs and homelessness? Like, I'm not, you know, you don't have to have all the answers, but like, where do you start? Yeah. Um, well, w- when I was in jail, I noticed probably 98% of people were in there for drugs, specifically. Mm-hmm. I mean, this was before fentanyl, but, you know, drugs. Drugs are dry. And listen, there were people that murdered people in there that also happened to be on meth. I mean, that's not an excuse. You got to go to jail. You murdered somebody, but, uh, or you got to go to prison. But, um, there seems to be a huge drug problem that's linked with like the crime problem. And let's just say California or, or whatever. Oh, yeah. So, um, so I, what, what I would do is like, first of all, you, we need to recriminalize crime. That's a big one. <laughs> you know, yeah. you can't, there, this whole, like, you're just allowed to do crime now and, and, uh, you know, no bail and all that. And it, it's, it's, uh, incentivizing more crime and, and, uh, but what I would probably do is take like a place like San Quentin or like some giant prison and ba- or maybe, you know, two, two or three prisons in California. And it's like, these are rehabs now. And we're just like mandating people to, you know, you're crazy. You're on the train, you're throwing your shit at people. Yeah. Like 
you get, you know, a couple of strikes or whatever, you're, you gotta get, you gotta detox, man. You get, you overdose on the sidewalk and we Narcan you, we will save your life, but you have to go to detox for two weeks. After yeah. that. My friend was just detoxed. Uh, I mean, he was just Narcan uh, in LA like three weeks ago. They Narcan him. They was dead on the sidewalk. They Narcan him. He comes back to life that night dies. Jesus. And it's like, you just let him go. <laughs> you know, that's, you know, I don't know this, you know, the, you can't just like Narcan someone and let them go. It's like, right. can, they, can they get a pamphlet? You know, something. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So th- th- now when circling back to crime, right? Crime yeah. is, this is a touchy subject, right? Because there's yeah. a lot of people that want to set that on the flip side would say like, okay, you get arrested at age 18, your record's yeah. fucked. You are pretty much only, I, I don't know if this is true or not, but like some people are like, you can't get a job after that. Yeah, like yeah. it's tough to get a job. Now I, you can work construction. Let me tell you that much. <laughs> but I, yeah. Like I, I've, I see it. You could, you could definitely work in construction. So there's, yeah. there's, there's avenues there, but like there's people that'll say like, well, if we, criminalize people too hard they're only going to go back to doing more crime because that's their only route right like i mean yeah. can you speak to that at all like whether yeah, that's true sure. or not yeah um i mean i have a criminal record i'm a i'm a convicted felon um yeah i think it's fucked up that, that you know like if you commit a crime especially a non-violent crime you're just kind of fucked and and i think that's a lot different now after 2020 i think i'm sure employers look at felons a little bit differently maybe i i, I don't know but that, that was kind of the criminal justice reform that i was waiting for it was like when are they going to kind of get rid of, my, you know, when will I have the opportunity to get rid of my felony? Can I own it? Yeah. You can expunge certain ones, right? I can expunge mine, but I still can't own a gun unless Gavin Newsom signs a piece of paper. He has to personally sign my right to own a gun. And, uh, Oh God. Not too keen on guns right now. How fucking lame <laughs> is that scenario where he's like, Oh, I got a letter. Somebody wants a gun. Yeah. 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 And like, yeah. Listen, I was a fucking criminal. Like I, I don't, my right to own a gun is, is, is no more, you know, and, and I would love to have it back, you know, but whatever. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, we, we need, we need a system where it's basically like, you know, except for maybe rape and murder, like you right. know, you, you're clean for five years, seven years, like that shit disappears. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I can't be a lawyer. I was going to go to law school. It's very hard to become a lawyer. That's interesting that you can't. Yeah. Cause it's like, if anybody would have legal experience from all ends, you would think yeah. would be the guy who, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. I mean, you still can do it, but it's like, you have to pay for law school and then you, and then they decide if like, they're going to let you become a lawyer. And it's like, I'm not going to go. Yeah. That's lame. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah, there has to be real crim- That That's real criminal justice reform. Yeah. You know, real, real criminal justice reform is like, no one goes to prison for weed. No one goes to prison for weed anymore anyway, like in California. But, um, you know, like basically cleaning the slate if you're good behavior uh, for five years, seven years or whatever. So uh, that's one thing. But this whole like, listen, if, if you like do a violent crime, like you can't just be out back. We're seeing it. Like people are just getting let back out on the street and people are dying. Like people are getting murdered by these people. And uh, it's, you know, it's not happening every day, but this whole uh, just like let people back out is, I don't think is a, is a disastrous. Yeah. It's, yeah. A disaster. <laughs> I don't know. It, it, it's it, no, it's what we do right now. 
I mean, I don't want to have hot takes and say it's the worst that we do, but it's it's pretty fucking bad, dude. It's just yeah. like it's just, you know, you'll see like these mental health because a lot of this is like I, I do agree that like these people need to be treated like and that's uh, what what somebody said to me after the episode that I think it's called, you know, the dental health homeless one that we did. Like it was yeah. it was very like one guy was like, OK, so you're just going to you, you're going to run a podcast anti big pharma podcast, but you're just going to submit homeless people to like big pharma facilities. And I'm like, well. I don't know. Sia told me he, he thought of some ways you can you could uh, you can use vitamin B and stuff like that to like I, I'm down to like experiment experiments, maybe not the word, but like maybe use like alternative treatments for that. I just know that like having these guys with like shit stains over like hospital gowns because the county hospital can't hold them for longer than certain things. And they're at a bus stop just like being violent because that yeah. I, it's not it's not them at that point. I'm yeah. a believer in free will, but like that dude is pretty much like taking a nail filer down to all his free will. Like it's it's a completely different person. But like Sai, you were talking about this, like right? Like I don't necessarily want to just test out fucking pharmaceuticals on on yeah. all people. But like you were talking about, like maybe there was some ways to like tackle What's schizophrenia. Yeah, there's definitely like I know schizophrenia. There's lots of there's been for like a hundred years. We've known a lot of uh, you know cures and like what causes it, and people can completely. Uh, become normal, you know, just for the few tweaks, not for everyone, of course, you know, but it's possible. And yeah, it is a tricky situation, you know, because it's like, like you said, it's like, I, I don't want, you know, like farmer run mental camps. I'm, I'm, I'm very sensitive to that stuff, you know, and, yeah, like, and yeah. but also at the same time, like, yeah, this is the streets, like it is open air camps. Is that any better? Yeah, why do we you get know? the is bill? That... Why do we foot the bill for it? That's my thing is like, I, I don't like, okay, is, is my choice between a homeless guy getting pharmaceutical and then like a woman being raped like and those that's are my thing with things. yeah yeah like, exactly i hate that like okay i have to choose between that now you know like it's just insane and that's my thing with the whole like systemic thing is i agree it's systemic it is 100 percent. but how come the people that use that term the most have the worst solutions for it and turn the blind eye to the actually harmful shit you know it's kind of a it's kind of a a thing where we're pointing at two different things, you know, I feel, and it's kind of, there's a rhetoric gap there. And I don't know. I feel like you said, it's like, yeah, like Gavin Newsom's not going to get us out of that problem. And, you know, if you think that's true, you're, you're, you're dumb. You're, you I'm, know I'm, I mean? sure, just, I'm sure he yeah, used yeah, to, like, to mine votes, honestly. Like, I think he just like, yeah. I, I, I wouldn't imagine I, I've dude, I wouldn't put that past that. Like, what, course, what, what that dude does to keep his power and stuff but like but, yeah. you, but like i what, what sorry what you were saying like is it you were telling me this in a text you said what which b vitamin would you oh say? yeah there's well yeah there's i forget which specific one it is i know so i know that there's a b vitamin connection to schizophrenia and there's a um uh and some people not everyone but some people and i i promise i'm not making this <laughs> my propaganda some people <laughs> some people give up uh give up meat and it changes their gut microbiome and they're not schizo anymore and like that's uh, like i said that's not everyone but it's worth a shot if you are yeah if you if you have a guy shitting himself and like killing people or like you know doing violent stuff like maybe we'll maybe we'll put him on a different diet maybe we'll try this thing like these are the things it's not like strap them down to the chair i mean sometimes sometimes you do have to do that i'm sorry like sometimes you do have to strap people down to chairs and like it's like these places aren't just like all geniuses you know, like these like tortured geniuses yeah. in there. These are people who are just like sometimes they're just they're they're it is a systemic problem. But like if you're asking a person on a public transit commute to work to solve that systemic problem or at least yeah. uh, not, uh, you know, escalate that problem, like sometimes it's going to go wrong, you know, and and like 
I am all for, I am all for facilities because like, to be honest, like that we were talking about this, like Reagan turned out the mental facilities and like yeah. anybody who's like, wants to do Ronald Reagan revisionism by how like Grady is or anything. It, it's not, I mean like the, 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 you know, basically giving big pharma carte blanche to basically be immune to a lot of uh, scrutiny and then turning out the mental facilities to, yeah, you know, in a way uh, to celebrate a tax cut, like, that's a leftist thing where they'll say, well, it's going to cost money. It's like, okay, first of all, yeah, it's going to cost money, but I can probably get rid of a few programs that nobody even knows exist yeah. in California. <laughs> like some of these stupid pet, like leftist pet projects, like, or inflated bureaucracy things in California <laughs> that like, you probably wouldn't notice we're gone. Well, that's, right? the, well, that's yeah. the other thing yeah. is the whole, the people making like six figures being like, solving the homeless problem in LA, like yeah. on the LA yeah. boards and shit. Like, what is that? Dude? 350 grand. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what, yeah. Like how you haven't solved it yet. And you probably don't want it solved because that yeah. means your job goes away. Well, they're really housing first. So that's like the big battle right now. Housing first versus treatment first. Oh, yeah. and, and you guys are both correct. I mean, listen, it's very scary to think about like, we're just going to give the government the ability to lock up people that they deem unfit for society, which of yeah. course, even if say I became governor, it's like, I don't know how that works. They might yeah. blackmail me and then it's like Pfizer's going to run the whole thing or some shit. I, I might, I might lock up the guy who thinks not eating meat. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I might lock him up. Yeah. I mean, like, I just see like, it's in the, and that's, it's a, it's a, I'm just saying like, it can't just be general public. Like, all right, man, like, like uh, go out there till we get communism. Yeah. You know, like, like just nobody hurt this guy or do anything. Like do I go out there till we get uh, Medicare for all which wouldn't be the same thing. I don't, that's the thing. Like, it's like, what's now you want single payer healthcare where like, you don't really have a choice in the treatment. Like, I don't, I, yeah. I don't know. I just, I think it's, there's a, there's a, it's a complex issue, right? Yeah. It's a, it's extremely complex issue, but like, even like the housing for all thing, right? Like the housing for all, like I, I understand that like there are some people that are just homeless and they're in between jobs living in their car. A lot of times you don't really notice those people and they kind of like, really don't want you to notice them and uh i've i've known these people uh and it's and i've almost you know like i've i definitely don't have a lot of money you know what i mean it's like it's 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 uh there's definitely things that could get me to that point but like then you have certain people like like i'll, I'll say this jared if i if when you were at your lowest point if i just was like hey man here's a house what would you have done i would have figured out any way i could have Turned it into monetary value, instant monetary <laughs> value, and that means renting it to BlackRock, yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, renting it to hookers, uh, you know, renting it to drug dealers. Um, on Skid Row, there was housing, and people would kind of, you know, pay off the security guard and let guys have sex with hookers in their little, you know, studio, mm. studio flats or whatever. And you're just trying to get money, you know, and and um, so that's why I'm kind of like, I don't think you can just the guy that's like shitting on himself on, on Bart. You can't give that guy a, that he can't studio apartment his way out of this. But you're right though. There's a lot of homeless people that are just in between jobs, and like those people are the easiest to help. You know, and we can always tell the difference. I hate when people just can't tell that they pretend to be obtuse and not tell the difference. Everyone knows the difference. Yeah, between the two, like it's quite visible. Everybody knows it, unless yeah. unless you're ultra progressive and have to pretend you don't. Like yeah. that's, that's my thing. That's like, your, that's your main thing, Glenn, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. why are we acting like we have to redefine this? Like, why do we make the, whenever anything works its way up through like academic stuff, they always pretend like it didn't exist before that. Like, and it's like, no, all, all like we, I know I, everyone knows who I'm talking about. Like, I'm not like yeah. the lady living in her Ford Taurus 
who is like, you know, going on, you know, indeed.com to trying to find anything like that. I'm not worried about her. Yeah. yeah. I'm not worried yeah, about her. Simple. Let's fucking print money. Help her. I, mean, I but- am down. <laughs> let's get her working. Let's I I'm all for it. Like maybe, yeah. maybe we can stop the influx of just random people we let into the country at all times, but yeah. we want to have that conversation. <laughs> so maybe this lady could have a job, you know, like that, just, that's a, a solution there. But, you know, at the end of the day, like there are people who are just like straight up, not in their right mind. And we yeah. need to help. We need to fix that yeah. because if you don't, people pay the price. Everybody yeah. does. They pay the price. The person who's ill and then the person who is who encounters them day in, day out, every single day. All it takes yeah. is one bad interaction. The Daniel Pennies of this country. It's what I mean. Like, that, it's what I mean. It's just like I, I just I zoom. That's where I zoom out and look at it. Yeah. But then then people will take one situation and zoom in super hard. It's like, see, this is failure. And it's like, no, that zoom out. Like it, if it happens a lot of times, zoom out. Like it's just that that like zoom out thing on the computer, the minus and the plus. It's like people just pick and choose how they use that. Yeah. And it's like, no, let's. I'm down. Let's solve this. Like I'm. I am not a like round them up and do. I'm not one of those people. Like I just. Yeah. I, I never have been. I don't. I don't like round them up. I don't like fascism. Like yeah. I don't like it. I don't. I, I love being American because we. You know, you can you can complain about this, but like for the longest, you know. I've I could tell what a like a crazy Stalin people love being like a Stalinist like I have a feeling how he would solve the schizo problem. Oh, he'd yeah, solve that's, that's <laughs> it. Would yeah, be, that's it would funny, be solved yeah. tomorrow. I don't know if it I would, would like it, but it would be solved tomorrow. Yeah. I don't support that, but yeah. I'm just yeah, saying you can be like a you can be a Stalinist and then think that that like he'd be like your program would be compassionate against you know, open air drug markets and that's shit like that. that. You know, that's, 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 yeah. Yeah. Well, that's like, what's so All the people that do consider themselves like Marxists and they, you know, I, I don't know if they're tankies per se, but like, yeah, you know, I have friends yeah, that admire term, Stalin yeah. that also admire these, like letting people do whatever the fuck, the fuck they want in the street yeah. and being homeless. And, and, yeah, uh, exactly. And, and know, they, well, well, here's the thing, dude, here, here is how I think a lot of these guys operate. Right. I can already tell there's going to be DMs that I get from a lot of hammer sickle people, but hey, lay it on me. I don't give a fuck. But like there's there these people, I think they don't like that. I don't think they like that there's homeless people, but I think they like it as like a museum of late stage capitalism. Like, here you go. Look at this. Ooh, it's like Pirates of the Caribbean where like you're just going through the ride at Disneyland and just seeing like like all the guy in the. Oh, scary. Like, but like this is what happens when you have capitalism. So if that's off the street. I think a lot of people are just like, all right, fine. Yeah. You know, and like, so you constantly need that reminder of like systemic failure in your face, you know, because, because really they think that people are going to like, again, zoom out, click zoom out, zoom out, zoom out, zoom out. Oh, uh, we need, we need uh, hardcore communism. Like yeah. that's, that's what we need. But really they're going to be like, no, I need, to get out of the, I need to get out of this situation is what needs to yeah. happen. That's how people solve it in real time. So I don't when people have it as like this relic of a museum and it's like that to me is like the most offensive thing is like you're here as like a prop for me to get my pet project off the ground. And it's yeah. like, no, 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 no. They, I want I want to help these people. I don't want to strap them to chair to chairs and put a bunch of Pfizer weird biochemicals in them. Like, I don't want to do that. I, that might be what what ha- what ends up happening, but I don't support that aspect of it. I just don't think that it's I think we have enough to deal with. I think our working conditions get really hard all the time. The commutes get longer. The, um, you know, the jobs pay, they, the jobs pay, but they don't, it doesn't really do a lot. You don't own houses, especially in California. And then like, you're just going to have to deal with somebody just screaming in your face. 
like just screaming, just pants around their ankle. If you're walking with your kids or something like that, pants around their ankle, like just straight up public nudity and just things like that from people that like you just shouldn't be seeing. Like it just yeah. shouldn't it just shouldn't be that way. And that's all I'm saying. Well, the, the people that are super against like doing anything about this and they're very into harm reduction and all that are like mm -hmm. laptop people, laptop right. people. Yeah. And you know, they're not, they're not, they don't live in Antioch and have to drive a Ford F-150 70 miles back and forth to build your fucking city for you every day. You know, they, those are the people that have to interact with this kind of shit. Hell. And, um, you know, it, it's, I, I have a friend, I, I really respect him. I got sober with him. He's a Marxist. Uh, he's a, you know, we, we agree on like a, you know, a couple of things, but, uh, sure. you know, he, he's very, uh, he's of the belief that homelessness is a, re no, uh, addiction is a result of homelessness, not the other way around. Yeah. I believe that homelessness yeah. a lot of the times is, is a result of addiction. I mean, you are yeah. addicted and people say, get the fuck out of here. You know, so that's a lot of people, but, um, he, he's very into like, this is what cap capitalism drives addiction cap. This is, you know, what, what if we just had like a communist, uh, utopia, people wouldn't be driven to use drugs and, and to, to try to, you know, uh, mute bad feelings and all that. And that's, kind of like a cop-out it's just like i i yeah i think it's i think it's just one of those things that just satisfies everybody and but also nothing we're going to actually implement but i can yeah. always call back to it i think yeah. it's one of those things too where because i can understand too because we've all had those moments where we work a, like a shitty job and we're we're like man all this is going to my rent and stuff yeah and like i just kind of want to be it'd be kind of cool to it. be free and be homeless you know and like I, but then when you obviously when you are homeless and have been homeless for a long time when you get a job and when you get you you're like you cherish that with your life you know like and you you want to that's why like yeah like there there's a certain type of ex-homeless people that are just the best workers and the best like, totally the best yeah. uh citizen citizens you know because they just yeah so i always thought that was interesting but but I, I get it you know it's like i think when you combine that that uh that kind of distraught that kind of and you know maybe that is like a cap i don't know if what that what do you call that like a capitalism thing where you're just like fuck this is so dumb and then you have an addiction on top of that that's like fuel for the you know that's like potent fuel for the hey man the issue yeah, kind of thing. absolutely yeah. i i'm i'll listen i i don't think capitalism's perfect no but but it's what we <laughs> yeah. have and it's what we're probably gonna have for a long time like yeah. it's just it's just in our lifetime and i don't i don't i don't like to like just i i like to make incremental progress on things and and make like you know i'm not a materialist in a sense like definitely not but like i like to make little like material changes i don't wait for like well that's not that's just making capitalism look at fine yeah like it's not like i am whatever the government is doing like as far as like our economic system i have to try to succeed within that yeah right yeah. Okay. Like, that's, yeah. that's what i have to do like it's it's not a it's not a, a thing where i just i sit around waiting for it you know the revolution to happen because i've seen i've seen the way a lot of this stuff happens it, it, they tend to move a lot of you know and people say it's not the real left it's not the real okay well whatever it's the largest number of people saying they're the left uh, is the one that's moving pretty much step by step with like all the shit that like gavin newsom's saying it's like just right there and perhaps say gavin newsom doesn't lock the state down hard enough to stop a uh a deadly pandemic or yeah. certain things like that like where i'm like okay well here's the thing like I'm not really going to trust your take on homelessness on that. Exactly. Yeah, just, you. Yeah, I'm just not going to. It's it's my turn. On, yeah, it's my turn. Yeah, <laughs> it's like yeah, it's just yeah. I don't know. Yeah, if if you if you shilled for Pfizer for the last three years, you don't get a capitalist take. You know, you don't get a, a take on. You know, if you if you want people to not be like you said, not be able to enter enter Safeway because they didn't get a, a medical intervention, 
uh, on behalf of Pfizer, you don't get to make capitalist claims anymore, you know, or you just don't, they don't get to be taken seriously. You know, that's, that's my whole thing. That's our whole thing. I feel. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's great. But he's calling in the national guard to San Francisco. Yeah. But I think he did that as like a voting, like, Hey, look, I'm tough on crime again or whatever. Yeah. Cause he hasn't actually done it yet, but he did announce that he was going to call in the national guard. Interesting. And it's like, oh, what are they going to yeah. put them in camps? Like <laughs> what's the national guard going to do? When, when his protected class, which is tech, you yeah. know what I mean? When his protected class actually feels threatened, he's yeah. going to come. He's, he comes in with it. He's not like he, he wants to find a way to, Oh, I want the homeless people to be happy. Oh man, let's be ethical. But you know, Hey man, when, when some of these big, I I'm, I'm from the state, I'm from the part where the tech originated from and everything. When those people, when those people want something done, it gets done. When they want a building built, it gets built faster than any other building. When they want, you know, when that, that, that's who he serves. You know what yeah. I mean? Like he can, it, it, it can make our lives tough because he might just kind of like shrug at the homeless thing and just kind of like, and it can view it as like almost like a Christ-like compassion type of thing. Yeah. He can reframe it as that, as I'm, I'm kind of the, you know, FDR, all these people, I help out the plebs and stuff, but he, he serves tech. That's what, that's what Gavin Newsom does. He serves tech, he serves pharma, all that kind of stuff. He's a Getty oil guy. I mean, that's what yeah. he is through and through. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's got a loose relationship with, uh, uh, loosely tied into the Pelosi family. Like it's, it, he's, he's from the, he's from the swamp, you oh, know, yeah. he's from the, he's from the swamp. He's from the swamp. So on that note, man, Jared, I, I really appreciate you coming through. This was amazing. Thank yeah. you so much, well, man. Thank you like, so much. I, yeah. I really time. Uh, it's an honor. It's just an honor. No, man. The, the, the honor, honor's right. all ours. And and when you finally, whenever you got something new you want to write or, or put out there, you you come to us. That's we'll, we'll, I will. We'll, we'll, we'll do it. Yeah, just come to us and, yeah. and, we're, and we're ready any anytime. Because, I mean, you get, you got to put all this stuff in writing. You do. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it's, 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 it's. I mean, talking about it, it's one thing. It's great. It's fun. It's entertaining. But like, this has to be like, this has to be kept in a library somewhere. This has to yeah. because it is truly an inspiring story. It's yeah. um, people will say, "Oh, pull yourself up by your bootstraps." Yeah, do it because the truly yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. I, I love when people say that. They're like, "Oh, bootstraps." Yes. <laughs> like no one else. I mean, you've had people literally pull you up, but like you still yeah. had to make changes, you know. Well, like, yeah, I, no one gave me a dollar, you know. But like, I did go to rehab on the state's dime and everything. And, sure, but you know, I had to make the change and fucking get out. You know, it's worth it. No, you, know, you, you had to make the change. You <laughs> had to choose. You had to choose to yeah. not do what you were doing. That's yeah. you had to. Ultimately, there might be programs that helped you, but you had to choose it. And like honestly, like I'm all about personal choice, man. I'm all about personal choice. Like yeah. you know, you, we we do a lot of things that ruin our 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 decision making. And it's not just drugs. I mean, it's 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 screen addiction, it's bad food that we eat, it's chemicals, carcinogens, all these type of things that ruin your brain ruin your gut health that don't exactly you know that that make you want to crave your vices a little bit more that make you want to do all these things but like at the end of the day you there's still you in there like you know unless you smoke meth meth will take that away (laughs) but uh yeah i might revise my free will thing to crystal meth uh, being out of there but um yeah so anyways uh jared plug your stuff one more time everywhere to find you yeah my name is jared clickstein you can follow me on twitter at jared clickstein uh you can find my substack on that jerryclickstein.substack and uh, i got a book coming out 2024 called crooked smile hell you yeah know, it's, a, it's an ode to what when i woke up missing my face and i had to get plastic <laughs> surgery that's where the t- it's, it sounds like a corny title but i promise that's it's nothing no. corny about it <laughs> no yeah. man yeah no, no man. thank you thank you for listening and uh hey you see a homeless guy out there under the freeway smoking meth he's got a chance to be a normal guy 
got a chance. There's always there's always light at the end of the time.